Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Business from the Bass Boat Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Deacon. And guys, today we've got an exciting show lined up, a cool new app in the outdoor marketplace. Guys, we're joined by Pete Dickinson, the founder of My Outdoors app. And uh, guys, some really cool information. And as we know, kind of in today's age, social media is such a big thing. And uh, I always like situations where we kind of niche something down into an outdoors uh, realm, right? I mean, at the end of the day, we're all all guys in the outdoors, whether you're a bow hunter or a rifle hunter or whatever you get into. That's uh, I, I like the ideas of being able to share those experiences. And um, so, guys, let's get into the show and welcome Pete on. Let's see. Pete, how are you, man? Doing well, Adam. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. I'm doing good. It's a, it's a nice fall day in Colorado. Uh, the air is getting a little bit crisper, you know, it reminds me uh, to, to get outside and start looking around for some ducks and uh, some deer and all that kind of stuff. So things are good in my world. That's great, man. That's great to hear. It's, it's still pretty hot down here. It hasn't quite gotten cold yet. We're down here in South Louisiana, so it doesn't get too cold too often. So it's going to be a little bit longer before we get our first real cold snap down here. So it's still pretty humid, pretty uh, pretty warm out there. But hopefully in the next couple of few weeks, it'll start getting a little bit cooler and be more you know duck and deer season kind of coming in here, hopefully in mid to late October. Awesome, man. Awesome. That's, that's great. I mean, I, I always hear things about Louisiana – and the sportsman's paradise and all this and that i guess the closest i've been so let's see i fished a couple of tournaments on toledo bend so right on the mm-hmm. border of louisiana south south uh southeast texas there yeah um, but man dude you guys have it all right i mean as far as the outdoors go you can go to the ocean you can go chase ducks around i mean what what's it like growing up in a place like that I mean, it's amazing. We really do have a little bit of everything. So waterfowl hunting, duck hunting, some of the best down here, Um, whitetail deer hunting, um, freshwater fishing, saltwater fishing. I mean, freshwater they have, like I said, Toledo Bend has a ton of bass there and all the rivers and all the all the freshwater over there. And then saltwater, of course, some of the best when it comes to be, you know, redfish and trout. Also, you know, if you want to try to go offshore and catch be a tuna or swordfish and all that marlin. They have so many, you know, great tournaments and so many great places to fish out of, be it, you know, Venice or Grand Isle or places like that or and those similar places. It's just it's amazing how much we have down here. And we're very fortunate to have all that down here in Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't know, just a different world with some of that stuff. I'd I'd love to make it down and chase some animals around other than I mean, fishing, don't get me wrong. I'd love to go bass fishing. And that's what I do just as much as I can. But um, I, I like seeing all the kind of different cultures around waterfowl hunting. I mean, that's something that's been super, I've been super passionate about and it's a lot different though. I mean, I'm hunting a lot of the time in corn, in cornfields and chasing ducks, field ducks, and then also goose and, and then also some river stuff, but it's not, it doesn't seem like it's any of the stuff that you guys have. I mean, um, man, you guys are muddy water and some of the like timber hunts that you guys have, at least that I I've seen has just been so cool, man. Just a, a different world. It is. I mean, they have, uh, even when it comes to waterfowl, there's a couple of different ways to do it. I mean, there's like the, the flooded timber, the flooded ponds where they have hard ground. But if you go down to where I'm from, down in South Louisiana, uh, the ground isn't hard. It's all marsh and muck and you have to you know cut your own canes and make your own blinds and go out in P-Rogues or 
or mud boats and things like that to go waterfall hunting. So it's a totally different element to where, you know, like you said, you have cornfields and, and hard bottoms like that or hunting little rivers out in you know Colorado and states like that. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different setup down here. Absolutely. That's awesome, man. Cool. So when does your guys' like general deer season open or what, what, what's kind of the first starting point for you guys this past weekend. So archery season opens the, uh, I think it's the first day or the first weekend of October. Now they have a couple of different youth seasons and a couple of other, uh, youth and primitive arms, things like that. But both season starts first weekend of October that'll run throughout the year. Uh, rifle season is usually the third Saturday of September, I believe is when rifle season begins here in Louisiana. But then, like I said, there's a, a couple of different special seasons with primitive arms that, that'll go a little later and some youth weekends and things like that. So we're just kind of getting started here this past weekend, just kicked off deer season. And like I said, it's still kind of warm down here. But yeah, bow season just started off and uh, rifle season. You can't have about a month, month and a half till that kicks in. Gotcha. Gotcha. Makes yep. sense. Cool. Well, man, let's get into to my outdoors app and uh, a little bit about yourself. Um, so... Uh, I guess starting, let's start with, with yourself. So growing up in, and you're in Southern Louisiana, is that correct? Is that where you grew up? Yes, correct. So I grew up just North. So if you're familiar with fishing, Venice, Louisiana, which is basically the mouth of the river down there. I grew up in, (laughs) exactly (laughs) world famous. Um, I grew up in a little town called Beerus, which is just a little bit, just a few miles North of there. So I grew up down the road. Um, We fished my whole entire life. Uh, My father, Uncles, cousins, we were and are charter fishermen down there. Um, so we fished down there forever. Uh, we've hunted down there, be it duck hunting, things along those lines. Uh, I mean, of course, my whole life I was grown up and raised. My father took me deer hunting, and being Louisiana or other states, uh, Alabama a lot when I was little. Now we go to Texas a good bit now. Uh, last few years we've been going to Texas and out of state, um, you know, Montana for mule deer or Kansas for whitetail and some other states like that. But uh, I've been fortunate to uh, been brought up and raised. My father and my you know family, uncles, cousins, brother, and everybody have all been outdoors men and women, and uh, been fortunate to be able to have ex- experienced that and grown up with that, and hope to you know do more of that as time goes by. Yeah, cool, man. So you spent some time out west. So you went on a you've been on a, a mule deer hunt up in uh, Montana. That's correct. So uh, we went. My father and I went with a uh, it's called Cottonwood Outfitters. He went there about. Maybe about six or eight years ago, I think he went. He went up there, loved it. He said Montana's just the most beautiful place. And if you could ever go back somewhere, he's like, man, I would really, really love to go. So a few years back, I think it was 2018, uh, I said, all right, let's go. So we, we booked a trip. He and I went out there, went back with the same uh, same people as a husband and wife that, that owned the, the, the land and the farmland. And we went out there and we went mule deer hunting. We each got us a very, very nice, beautiful buck. And it is, it is it's so beautiful out there and it's just a whole different world, especially compared to way, way south, way down here. But being up there, it's so beautiful and just the the terrain and just the sky and just everything like that. And the hunting is just fantastic. So that was fantastic. We went there a few years back and, and hopefully God willing, maybe the next couple of few years, we get a chance to go back up there. It was, it was a very, very, very amazing trip. Yeah, man. I, I've spent a, just, just a, a little bit of time uh, with work in Montana and then as well, uh, I fished a tournament up there actually, just because Colorado, uh, far, part of Bass Nation, we were in the Western Division, and now we're mm-hmm. kind of in the Central. So now we come down and we fish Texas and Louisiana and those kinds of places. But 
previous to that, we were in that Western division and we went and fished a lake up there. And there's some, there's some surprisingly good in some, some little areas. There's some world-class smallmouth fishing in Montana, um, which you wouldn't necessarily expect. Uh, so I was, I was impressed, man. That's a, that's a cool place. And there's just, I just like how there's less people, you know, in, in those kinds of places still. There's not that many people to get there. took two or three flights. And then once we got there, it was about a two and a half hour drive and nobody on the interstate or highway. Mm. And we drove, you know, in through the night and got to the camp and the lodge and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you could sit there and, and the highway is completely pitch dark. There's just nobody coming one way or another for just a hundred miles. So if you have to stop or get gas, something like that, you better gas up before you leave. Because, exactly. uh, it is, it is just wide open spaces and it's amazing. And then we got to the town, um, right close to where the the camping lodge was and it was just so nice and, and quaint and beautiful and it was just it was amazing so we really really loved that trip and uh yeah i love montana montana was fantastic and we would try to go back there one time and um great hunting too i mean we saw we, we both got some nice mule deer uh saw a couple of elk out there we saw actually a couple of antelope out there down yeah. in, in the plains and everything like that so we saw a pretty bit of, pretty good bit of game out there i don't think we really saw any whitetail but um ton of mule deer and we were very fortunate each of us to get a very very nice buck out there but a totally different terrain because i mean there's rocky and mountains and and you know and rivers and crevices so naturally my father he shot his buck on the other side <laughs> on the side of a river or crevice of course and yes and who do you think the guy and i had to go, kind of go down there and go deadlift <laughs> and drag it straight up the hill straight up the mountain so that was always fun but he uh he got him a, a beautiful beautiful buck and uh but uh yeah i always remember that and that's great and um so beautiful up there and so much different just like you said just the just the views and also the weather up there is so much so much nicer and cooler than down here so i always <laughs> love enjoying that well then it, you're right except for then it also continues into the winter and you got to survive a winter in montana too it can be uh it can be pretty nasty up there yeah, we went early. We went there early hunting, uh, early mid-November, whenever the rut was up there. So yeah, we went there. It wasn't it wasn't snowy. It wasn't chalked in with snow or anything like that. It was just nice cool. and cool and crisp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, awesome, man. Well, let's get into a little bit of the story of my outdoors app. Um, you know, we had talked a little bit before the show on on how you would kind of come up with things and and the idea and all that. I mean, let's get right into it, man. I mean, kind of where where were you? What state of mind were you in? What, what happened when you were like, hey, you know, I think I want to build this thing? Oh, man, it's a very unique story. So the app was uh, created and thought of about a year and a half ago. Um, it was right in the middle of COVID, right in the middle of everything going on. Um, to be honest, I really personally don't do much social media or anything like that or whatever. I you know, don't really do much of it at all previously. But I do like hunting pictures, I like hunting videos, I like that kind of stuff. And that interests me. And one day I was sitting there in the middle of COVID. Might have been maybe, I don't know, maybe like May of last year or something like that. And on the sofa, my wife and I. And I just sat up on tour and said, you know what? I, I think I want to create an outdoors social media app. And she looked at me and I kind of explained kind of what I wanted to do. Just nothing but hunting, fishing, hiking, camping, kayaking, whatever it may be just pictures, videos, just that kind of content. And that's, that's, that's all I want. I don't want any of the other stuff, any other nonsense. I said, that's what I want. And I, and I have some other ideas for it, some other facets to it. And I told her, I said, that's a great idea. Go do it. I support you. And she supported me since day one. And it didn't take much time after that. I went and I created the company and LLC and I started from there and I went and I found uh, different 
different people and different teams to team up with, be it uh, developers, um, people, uh, app store optimization companies, marketing, content, media, branding companies, things like that, to kind of help me get my vision and put it together actually on, not just on paper, but, you know, in both of the app stores and things along those lines and get it up and running and get it kind of to where we are today. And that started May of last year, May or June of last year is when that the whole mm-hmm. thought process started. And um, we just went live five months ago this weekend. We went live, uh, I think it was May 8th was our first day that we went live on both the app stores. Wow. So it just kind of came out of the blue. Um, I, <laughs> I have no experience in tech. I have no tech background, nothing like that. I decided, you know what? I'm going to do this. And kind of the rest is history. Yeah. Awesome, man. I mean, well, we see that so much. So like another, and people who listen to the show realize I, I talk about it was way too much probably, but like another, you know, my passions are the outdoor industry, the hunting and fishing world. And the other aspect of it are, is kind of this entrepreneurship and these people building businesses around something they like. And you hear it time and time again, um, where someone goes into a business that they know nothing about. And what's kind of cool is that they end up, uh, looking and approaching things differently, right? Because if you're someone that works for Coca-Cola and you've been dealing with soft drinks your whole career and then someone comes up with a new something, you're going to think it's crazy because you've done it the same way for X amount of years. So, I, I mean, that's that's awesome, man, to see a similar kind of situation. You're like, look, I don't know. I'm going to put the team in place for for the people that need to be. But it, but you, you can bring your own twist to things. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um yeah, I mean, and, and it's it's just, this is a passion project of mine. This is something I always wanted to do. And this is one of those things you always say, you know, when you're little, when you're growing up, it's like, hey, what would you do for a living if you, you know, didn't have to work or if you could choose something to do? And I would just hunt and fish. That would be my number one passion. That would be something I want to do. And um, I had an opportunity and I said, you know what? I'm going to try to go for it. I'm going to try to see if I can put this thing together and get this app up and running and make it to where I can make this, you know, something I do full time and make this kind of, you know, I, you know, I have another career, but make this kind of something that can kind of pick up and grow to a point where I can have this be a full time thing. And uh, not just a passion project, but my main and one and only project. So that'll be, I mean, fantastic if that could happen. That is, that is the goal. And hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll get there soon. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Um, I think, uh, I think too, like during this, this time period of, of with COVID and everyone kind of quarantining in 2020, like you're talking about, it's almost, uh, I think we're going to see like a resurgence of, of some of these companies getting started. Right. I mean, people were, were at home and were like, man, do I really like what I was doing or I want to build something. And, and so, uh, uh, I think it's going to be a cool time. I mean, you, you, uh, during like the 2008 recession and when a bunch of people lost their jobs and I know COVID's a little bit different than that, but um, you know, there was a bunch of businesses that were created that are huge companies now. And it's just cool to me to see uh, that kind of a situation occur um, with, with folks coming on just on in my little world on the podcast, talking about things like this. So um, awesome, man. I mean, and, and what's interesting to me too, is you said you weren't, really that big on social media in the first place. Uh, and, and, but you like looking at the hunting and fishing photos and exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that, 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 that I like that enticed me. That's fun. That's entertaining. And, and, you know, I don't need to worry about all the other nonsense that's on there or whatever, but you know, hunting pictures, fishing pictures, videos, stuff like that, that kind of t- content, 
that's what I enjoy. So that I can look at, you know, all day long. So I said, you know what? And there is no, there's no space dedicated directly to it. Now there's some other apps. Don't get me wrong. that are outdoors apps that have certain different niches or themes or things like that. And they're fantastic. But what in my mind and what I envision, there's nothing quite like what I want to do. I mean, yes, social media is the foundation. That that is that is the bedrock. That is that's what everything's to be built off of. Um, be it, you know, pictures, videos, likes, follows, chat and comment, all that kind of good stuff. Creating groups, creating events. So let let's say you go on an annual fishing trip with your buddies. Let's say you go on an annual hunting trip with your family or whatever. You just go. I don't know. Once a month, y'all go on a, on a, on a hike up up a certain like mountain or hill. You can yeah. create groups for that. You can create events for that and things in the app and, you know, have people and grow community inside the app. That's one of the other things when it comes to the social media component that I wanted to kind of blend in is just try to make this the new go to app and new go to place for everybody who likes outdoors and outdoor content and wants to be focused virtually primarily 9900% just on that and none of the other stuff that you know isn't really relevant or isn't quite what you're looking for so that's kind of you know one of the things that I was wanting to do is try to put that community together and the app is free so it costs nothing it costs nothing to any users you can create a user profile or a business profile just like you can on most all the other social media apps it costs you nothing um as a as a user you can also put classified stuff on there for free so if you want to sell your four-wheeler or if you want to I don't know, get rid of some old fishing poles or something like that that are just sitting in the garage you can list it on there cost you nothing just you know people just like a little uh community they can contact you email you what have you and you can you know, use me as a platform to do that and as a business um you can push your retail on the app for free so let's say you sell i don't know hats boots boats doesn't matter you can list on there cost you nothing um and you can list on the app for free so it's a it's a free app on both app stores, but we want to make it a place where all the outdoors community goes to, to kind of start, you know, with their content and with everything when it comes start to finish. That's the goal of this in the long run. Yeah, man, I like it. Well, like to me too, right? I mean, you get on social media, there's so much noise. There's so much other things that you're looking for. And it sounds like that's kind of what you were looking to not be a part of. You're like, I'm not really interested. I'm interested in my community uh, and in the hunting and fishing world and in the outdoor space. And this is what I want to be seeing. I don't want to see all this other political stuff and all this. And Susie's grandmother talking about, I don't know, so who she saw at church last week. So like, I mean, it just, it kind of makes sense to have something niche down. And um, to me, the outdoor space has always been one that has been censored, right? I mean, we see it on YouTube platforms. We see it on social media platforms where, yep. I mean, there's, these are legitimate people making livings on through their influencing or uh, through YouTube and whatever else. And uh, it's gone like that. I mean, no reason to it. Just something gets censored and taken away. What's kind of your, your stance with that, with my outdoors app or what's that kind of look like? Well, I mean, and that's a big thing too. And that's not the primary reason why I created the app, but that's one one thing that as the weeks and the months have gone by, and even just since last year or two, actually, things have gotten more to the point where hunting, fishing, be it outdoors content is getting censored, be it directly or indirectly, whatever it may be. Um, one day, you never know, and they had something about a week or two ago to where um, somebody on YouTube, they just took down their channel, just took it down completely, lock, stock, and barrel. Now, they had hundreds of thousands of, 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 of subscribers and viewers. It was wow. very, very big. And they just 
took him down one day. Now, I don't know if they let him back up or to some degree or whatever, because I think they, they, you know, they had a big outcry of that. But day by day, and just like you can't use, I think on, it might be on Twitter or one of them, you can't use hashtag hunting. You can't put it. It doesn't work. They deactivate it. So wow. just little by little things like that. It's just, it's, it's, it's a trend to where the, to where things are probably, or might be who, what do I know, but they might be going in the next couple of few years is you might not be able to put a picture of you holding a fish. If it's, you know, a bloody fish or, or if you do, you know, happen to go out of town, you go, you know, shoot uh, a elk and, and that's on your bucket list, something like that, or anything or waterfall hunter, whatever it may be. Um, you might not be able to post that content. It might be taken down or blocked or what have you. And, and that's just from a personal point of view. Now, if you're talking from a business point of view to where there are some men and women out there who actually make a, a living and a livelihood off of, be it, you know, their influencer work or their content or what have you, that could be gone in a snap of a finger. So that that is actually really scary to if that could happen for, for no rhyme or reason and it's completely out of your control. And that's where my app, you know, is basically a place where we welcome all outdoors content. As long as, you know, within you know, certain rules and regulations or whatever, sure. but outside of that, but if it's just, you know, you, you know, you know, a trophy shot with a deer or you, you know, catching a fish or even cleaning a fish or frying fish or cooking or whatever it is, or cooking your game or whatever, that's, you know, we're not going to censor you. We're not going to take down your content unless it's something really, really egregious to where it does break certain rules. But outside of that, if it's just regular, you know, you know, hunting and fishing, outdoors content, we welcome it. And we, we, we encourage you to put it on the app. And one of the cool functions of the app is that you can actually share your content from the app on two other social media platforms. So wow. let's say you put a picture of you catching a big bass in Toledo Bend. You can take a picture, put it on the app, link it. If you put your URL on there, you can link it to your Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter right now. We're working on adding TikTok and some other platforms on there. That way you can start with, my outdoors first and then link to your other platforms because if you already have all those users and followers subscribers and all that kind of good stuff you, you can't just give that away or turn it you know turn it off you still you work hard for that and you, sure. you grew that and gained that so you can still have it and still and still use it but we can be a stepping stone and a link that way you can put on ours it'll never go anywhere and you can still link and share it to all those other platforms that's another thing that we're we have now and we're working to grow and uh and encourage even more as time goes by yeah yeah no and um just just uh and and this was kind of the thought i had kind of towards the end of the show just thinking through this um about with with listeners of the show um you know guys with that in mind as far as posting on my outdoors first and then having that push out to your other other social media platforms I mean, this is a new platform. We talk about it all the time with guys. The, the first people on TikTok, right, are the ones that are the, the high-level influencers. This is a situation right now where this is still a young thing, and it's a niche market, right? The difference in being an influencer on TikTok or whatever platform it may be is you have to deal with all these different things, uh, all these other different influencers and all these different in other industries where this is, a, this is niche down. I mean, if you are someone that produces fishing content, probably a good idea to be around a bunch of fishermen and, and hunters and, and that have that cross, you know what I mean? So just, just a warning or just a, just wanted to say that to, to folks out there listening, that that is a, is, this is a situation where we're young in it. And I think that it's a good time to get in on, on a new application. 
Yep. And I appreciate you saying that. And that is true. I mean, we're, we're five months live right now. Um, we've just finished version one. So version one's in the books. Everything's done with that. Um, it's up and running. All the bug fixes are done with that. So now we're moving on to version two, trying to add more functions and more updates and upgrades to the app itself to try to make the user experience even better and everything along those lines. So, um, and we're growing, we get more downloads, we get more users, get more content as the weeks go by. And um, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm really, really excited to see, um, especially now that hunting season's kind of turning the page, it's getting into the fall right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we started up during the summertime, I had some good fishing content, but now, if, you know, fishing and hunting will both be going in unison. This is the time right now to where we're hitting kind of the busy season, if you will. No, exactly. Um, it's kind of the busy season. So October through probably end of January, along those lines, it's, it's going to be hopefully uh, rock and roll the next three or four months or so um, until, you know, things might taper down a little bit, maybe come February. But the next few months, we're, we're very, very pumped and excited for, for everything that's coming up uh, on the app and, you know, in the outdoors community with everybody and between waterfowl and fishing, freshwater, saltwater, big game, whitetail, everything is pretty much um, – everything's pretty much a go right now for the most exactly. part. So it's, it's very, very exciting. This is, this is what, this is what we've been waiting for is right now is the prime time. And we're very excited to be up and running and, and, uh, you know, and available for everybody at this time. Yeah. It's what you've been working on, uh, for the last year and a half is getting to the, to finally, this is the time when this uh, is it, this is the, this is game time. Cool, this man. This is it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's get into a little bit about, uh, you know, maybe, how you something that i've really been interested in lately just through through talking to more and more people in the outdoor business space is getting to the point where in a business you start to hand off tasks to other people and other expertise and i know that through our previous conversations you're a business owner and have all this other stuff in your your career and and multiple businesses I mean, how has some of that translated into this to where you are are comfortable saying, hey, look, I need you to go do this and not not necessarily having all that control kind of tied down on your end? Oh, man, it's 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 still difficult. But I mean, it's it's something that, you know, you have to do if you're going to try to try to achieve what you want to, especially in a timely fashion, because like I'm saying, I don't write code. I'm not a coder. (laughs) I'm not a programmer, nothing like that. Um, I found a very fantastic development team that that has actually built the app from square one. They did all the, the what they call wireframes, the high fives, all the code, all that kind of good stuff. And they kind of brought it to life, uh, be it the app itself, the back end admin and all that that goes with it. So I, I had to find someone to do that. But naturally, I can't do that myself. Yeah. Um, also, other other things when it comes to the technology world, be it app store optimization, you know, making sure your app is you know, the, be it the slides, the the paragraphs, the wording, the, you know, all the position, all the keywords and things like that. There's certain tricks of the trade. There's certain, of course, algorithms, things like that when it comes to all the app stores and all that, which I don't know all those. They know it better than I do. So you have to kind of trust the pros when it comes to their expertise and say, hey, you're going to quarterback this part of it. You're going to quarterback this part of it. And you kind of hand it off to them. And you're still, you know, you're, you're still coaching. You're still overseeing everything. You're still watching over and monitoring. And, you know, as, we, as we're doing here, you do more Zoom calls and meetings every week, multiple times per week, just to check on the status of everything and updates and milestones and, you know, whatever bug fixes and different boards that you have all tasked to do and what was done or in progress. And 
So there's a lot of stuff to juggle. And then there's a lot of people um, that wearing a lot of hats There's you know, other companies I work with that help with, with content and marketing and, and, and advertising and things along those lines. I have another couple, one or two companies I contract with to work on that. And it's just being fortunate to try to find a, a good blend and a good group of people and a good mix of people who are, they're experts in what they do. They've been doing this. They've been, they've been in this field longer than I've been in this field professionally. They've been doing this and they know the do's and don'ts. They've already been past all the mistakes and all that. And hopefully it'll help me not make as many mistakes as, as we grow and as we get going. Um, and that's one thing I was wanting to mention too. And something we talked about before was when it talks about, you know, those relationships and meeting the right people and everything. I told you a story before how um, we went to ICAST this year. So that was kind mm-hmm. of our first, our first public outing, our first anything. Okay. So we launched in May. <laughs> ICAST was in June. Yeah. So the app was maybe 40 days out, something like that. I mean, we had, we had users, but I mean, it was, you know, a lot of friends and family, a couple of people we might've met through the grapevine, but I mean, we're still, I mean, just a baby Fresh. at that point. Yeah. I mean, and we went out there and we, of course we had a booth and everything. We had all marketing materials. We went and my wife and I went to exhibit and, uh, and you know, meet and greet everybody. And it's just so, so comforting how nice and how friendly everybody is in the outdoor world. All the, all the companies and brands, I'm talking big companies, big brands, people that are, you know, of course, been around for years and decades and decades. They were so nice and welcome and say, hey, why don't you come hang out here? Hey, why don't you come stop by? Hey, it's so nice to meet you. Whatever I can do to help you. Just it is so nice being in being in the outdoor space and everybody's been so friendly and so welcoming and especially you. And, and I thank you again for having me on here. Just everybody's been, Hey, what can I do to help you? And man, you know, I like your idea and, and, and I want to help you out and not even want to send it for them, but what they can do to help us. And it's just, it's so nice and so refreshing to, to, to see that and, and hear that nowadays. It's, it's very, very nice. And um, that's one thing that, that makes me more passionate to try to do even better when it comes to this is because i uh, I, I, I like this. I like this. I like being out in the outdoors, you know, arena and I like doing this and I love the people. Um, and it, that's just, that's an experience that I've already had and we have, you know, more stuff coming down the road, but just from that one thing that we've already done so far, it's just, it was so fantastic. It just goes to show you that if you, you know, got the right idea and you get the right people and the right team and we're in the right, we're in the right sphere, we're in the right atmosphere when it comes to, you know, the outdoors, the outdoors realm, um, you know, we, it can do well. So I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. Um, so I started this podcast slightly before COVID and, um, since then, man, I think the craziest thing with the outdoor industry. So I went to the Bassmaster classic this year and again, big trade show, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, man, just the camaraderie and just from folks that I had interviewed, right going and meeting them then in person and, and, uh, like, Oh, let me connect you with this person. Let me connect you with this brand. Let me, Oh, you know, I want to introduce you to my friend over here. Oh, you know, it was just, uh, it's been incredible. I've never, uh, you know, and I've, I've spent time in trade shows just work wise, uh, in college with different internships and all kinds of stuff. And it's like, I've never experienced something like that to where, uh, people are willing to do so much without asking for something in return. And it is incredible and it seems to just rotate, right? I mean, and then, and then, 
you find yourself connecting people and and it's just it's just such a cool cycle man and, and i feel like it's something that's not in every industry or at least that i've noticed but in the in the in the hunting and fishing world man people just seem to be good people trying to help each other out i definitely agree i definitely agree i mean sometimes it's not like that outside in the i say the <laughs> real world but you know on the outside world sometimes it's not like that but like i said but just being there being with everybody everybody's so kind so welcoming so inviting and just so you know down to earth, get to know you, even like I said, these, you know, big brands, big companies, or even small, medium-sized companies that they're, you know, they're kind of like us trying to get a foothold and try to try to get up and going like us. Everybody's so welcoming. It's like, Hey, anything I can do to help you out. Here's my card, you know, send me a message, keep in touch, whatever, anything, you know, so it's just, it was so amazing that experience or whatever. And it's like, you know, obviously we're, you know, we're going to go back next year. We're going to be right back there. We're going to try to do some more shows. We're, gonna, uh, we're going to shot show in January. Oh, cool. Booked, yep, we're already booked up for that, so we're going to do that uh, in a few months. So um, it's exciting. It's a it's a different it's a different uh, different setup when you get out there, and it's more you know I say brand to brand or or um, you know um, company to company, and all the media and all the buyers and all that kind of stuff. Because we don't technically sell a product, we're we're you know, we're mobile space, sure. but um, but it's still interesting seeing how that how that works and how how. Uh, how that industry works or whatever kind of peer to peer like that. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It, it's uh people to people, man. It's what it comes down to. It's all that oh, absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. And awesome. So right now with the app, I mean, what are, what, what's kind of your, um, I guess goals right now with the stage you guys are in, what are you guys looking to do over this next year? Um, is it just gaining users? Is it, um, you know, uh, attacking a specific target audience that you want for this for this app i mean what's uh what's kind of your goals going into this this next year and into the fall and then to into i don't know your next i guess there's not really like a selling season right because again you're just trying <laughs> to keep people but w- what do things look like for you in the future here with my outdoors app so the goal is now is to still keep growing our, our base and, and our users so we still need more users we're still growing we're only five months in so over the next year grow the user base grow the content. Um, and that's just, that's just the first and, and, and most forward function. Now, after that, we'd also like to go another level and not just get, you know, so many downloads, so many users, that's one thing. And that's great. And we definitely need that, but we want to grow the groups, the events, more of the intricacies of, okay, you're on the app. That's fantastic. But now become part of the app itself, you know, have friends on there, have buddies on there. Um, get interacting with it, get, you know, notifications, alerts, kind of keep, keep, keep interacting with the app itself. And also then from there grow the classified section, the retail section, things like that, where people instead of just listing stuff on other, you know, apps that might or might not be more outdoors geared. You can listen, put your stuff on there. Those, you know, those facets, the, the second and third facets right there, we want to grow those too, but, but definitely the social media, the groups, the events, you know, all the content that's on there and the community itself. That's one thing we just want to grow that this upcoming year. That's really the main, main focus. And mm-hmm. if we do that, I think all the rest will kind of all those other dominoes will fall in place after that. But main goal, just, you know, get more users content on there and, and you know, the right users and content, too. Like I said, we just want we want outdoors men and women, people who like, you know, hunting, fishing, hiking, canoeing, kayak and all that kind of good stuff. That's that's the the demographic that we're looking for. And if we get that and we we make it to where people are on the app, they enjoy the experience, they share the app with their friends and family, they get on there and then they use it 
as kind of their go-to app when it comes to all their outdoors activities, that right there will be a success. And that will be a great, great first full year. Yeah. Yeah. I like it, man. And, and for those, uh, for those of you that, that, uh, haven't used the app yet, I would recommend downloading it. It's, it's a very easy process. It's, uh, you can set up your profile so quickly. Um, I'm excited. I really haven't spent too much time on it, to be honest with you, Pete, but I, uh, I downloaded, I created a profile. So if any, anyone out there gets one, look, look for me, Adam Deacon on there, but, um, Man, uh, it's, it seems it's very easy and, uh, it feels like second nature these days. Right. I mean, we're just so used to being on our phones, but it's a, I can't imagine the, the backside of that and the coding and to make it all that, that easy, but it's very easy and, and, um, uh, just comes naturally at least to, to, to people who are used to using their phones. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, let's, uh, I'm excited to see. It's cool that you're getting out to some of these these shows, man. Uh, that's that's got to be exciting and, and and networking with all these different folks. Uh, is the shot show? Is that in Vegas or where is that? It's in Vegas, it's in Vegas in late January. That's correct. It's the it's like the 18th, 18th or nineteenth through the twenty second or something along those lines. It's a Tuesday through a Friday is when you exhibit. Uh, okay. That's usually the day. It's kind of like shot, um, not shot show. Um, ICAST was a Tuesday through a Friday. I think it's the same thing, and it's yeah. huge, man. So ICAST is one thing. ICAST was great. ICAST was big. Shot show is gigantic. Really, really. Oh man, it's supposedly. I'm a first timer. I'm a first time exhibitor. Might be five times. Wow. Um, I had supposedly no that that's according to I mean pre COVID numbers and what have you, but uh, it is two floors of this of the what used to be the old um sands convention center it's both floors top and bottom floor and the top floor of the caesar's form convention center so it's three different floors and it is sold out so when i when i got a chance to pick my booth and everything now i'm a new exhibitor and everything like that so of course the 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 return customers they get the first pick and everything like that and all the big vendors so i mean it was sold out two of the three entire showroom floors. I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of square feet sold out. And I was like, Oh man. So they had, they had, they had some spaces left and I was able to get in there, but uh, they expanded it and they still sold it out. So it is just going to be, I mean, nice. just it gigantic. So I'm, I'm excited and uh, we're already trying to prep and get all, all of our you know marketing materials and all of our ideas together because you got to start early when it comes to these shows. I mean, everything is, um, put together you sign up for these i mean not a year in advance but it's pretty close i mean it's months and months in advance you signed up and they have of course you get emails and alerts and notifications to how to best exhibit and all the different do's and don'ts little tricks of the trade when it comes to those because uh it's pretty big i mean it's 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 gigantic so we're excited to be out there and we're, we can't wait for an opportunity to meet and and somehow meet and greet all the people that come through there which is just <laughs> thousands and thousands and thousands of people but we're uh we're excited to be out there and we'll be out there all week and uh we can't wait for it are y'all gonna be out there do y'all go to any exhibits or shows you know so like so bailey and i spent some time at the classic this year with the serious mm-hmm. anchor podcast we didn't we didn't have a booth or anything like that we've talked about it we've talked about uh and then there's also so uh here in colorado there's a um international sportsman's expo mm-hmm. i think they go four or five different places but they they spend some time in denver every year in january nice. like mid-january so i've been to that one i've worked that for sponsors fishing wise that kind of a thing before um 
Yeah. So, so I enjoy them. I, I, dude, I love those, those places. It's just a fun place to network and see all the new products coming out and that kind of a thing. So, uh, the, the company I work for Holland Hall, uh, farm and ranch real estate stuff. We've got a couple of guys that go to shot show every year. Um, yeah. And so, so that's where I had kind of heard about that and, and just through the hunting space and that kind of stuff. But, um, man, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun environment. It seems like, you know, you, you sit there, at least in my experience, like I was like, at first I was like, man, I'm nervous to go talk to like that person or the person <laughs> of this company. It's like, man, uh-huh. they're just like us. They're the same. It's so easy to talk to people. Everybody's so laid back and so easy going. So we were right, we were right next to uh Pelagic, which is a big uh-huh. sports fishing company, whatever. And you think, all right, they have this big company here and have other big company behind us on this kind of stuff. So we're exhibiting, we're talking so much. I mean, we, I don't know how many people we talk to explain the app, whatever, have little QR codes to scan and download the app and all this. So we're talking, giving out little goodies and whatnot. And all of a sudden at the end of the day, we just whips. We were just, you know, going bell to bell and they, they roll out a little beer cart. So everybody's sitting there, they, there have, they have drive beer. So it's like, you know, one or two, that best, best time to market was when they rolled out. So they had like one or 200 people like lined up <laughs> and you just sit there and just hanging out and everybody's just hanging out, chit chat. And like you said, all, all the people be, you know, yes, you know, you know, some of the people you notice the names and faces and they're just hanging out, palling around just like us. And you go up and say, Hey, nice to meet you. I, you know, I want to introduce myself and say, Hey, very nice to meet you. Tell me about it. And they, they'll come stop by, you know, after, you know, the crowd goes, but they'll come stop by and chit chat and hang with you and, you know, learn more about what you do. And of course, you know, learn more about what they do. And, uh, uh, but yeah, just like you said, they're, they're just regular people like us. They just happen to be, you know, in the, in, in the outdoors, uh, outdoors field. And they just kind of, you know, in the outdoors business just a little bit earlier and just, you know, then we got out there, but yeah, they're just yeah. like us. And they're super cool. Everybody, like I said, everybody's so nice and so, so friendly. So yeah, we hung out with, with people from all those other big, big companies all around there. And they were just very laid back and welcoming. Awesome. Yeah, man. No, I, yeah, I agree. It's, it's been such a cool thing. Um, man, well, we'll get in here. We've been going here for a little while. Let's get into kind of the closing of the show. Um, what I kind of like to do is leave people with, um, the last, a couple of things here. So number one, Louisiana, have you, so what's your personal best largemouth bass and what did you catch it on? About seven and a half pounds. Heck yeah. Caught on caught on a worm. Nice. And I did catch it down in in Plaquemines Parish, in South Plaquemines Parish. Okay. It was, a, it was in a pond. It was uh yep. It was in That's the pond, one. South Plaquemines. Yep. So about seven, seven and a half pounds is my biggest one. That's awesome, man. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Have you that ever- was ooh, years ago though, but yeah. So but yep, I was little. That's I was maybe biggest. I was a teen, I was a teenager, yeah. But yeah, that was a big one. Heck yeah. That's a big one. Um what about have you ever caught any smallmouth or spotted bass or Louisiana? I'm assuming it's mostly largemouth. Have you ever caught any of the smallmouth or spotted? I have been to I've been fishing in Canada before and we did catch Ooh. smallmouth. So I went yeah. to went fishing in Canada, Delaney Lake in Canada. It's on the English River, I believe it is. And I think that's wow. in Ontario. So I went there about 20 years ago. We went up there. <laughs> we went we went fishing. We caught lake trout, pike, musky, yeah. smallmouth. Uh-huh. And I think I think those are the four main uh four walleye, main maybe? ones that we caught. We caught some walleye too. Oh, we caught a lot of walleye. Actually, well, how am I forgetting the walleye? We caught a ton of walleye. And uh, we 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 even fried them up right there. We 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 uh-huh. we parked the boat, fried them up right there on the side of the not the mountain, but whatever, like the hill and mountain. Just parked the boat. We had a little skillet in there. We fried them up right there inside. It was sure lunch, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And we caught some nice smallmouth. We really, Did you? Some really nice smallmouth. Yes. Um. Nice. 
Yeah, so that's I've only been so that's the only time I've been fishing for smallmouth directly was when we went up there about 20 years back, but I have caught smallmouth before. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome, man. I spent some time this year. Uh, I went and fished as a, as a non-boater in a Bassmaster open on the St. Lawrence river. So, and then on Lake Ontario. Nice. So it was, it was on the border there of, of uh, you know, Canada and New York and man, it was crazy, dude. I've never seen, I caught some, so many giant smallmouth. It was like a whole different world up North. So what do you catch the smallmouth on? What were they biting on when you went? Yeah. So we were catching them throwing a drop shot a lot of the time. So, uh, a drop shot and then, uh, let's see what else were we doing. So, um, man, they're throwing a drop shot, a tube, a Carolina rig, a lot. Mm-hmm. It was all, all dragging stuff. There's a lot of current. And, uh, so it was a matter of just dragging through that current, um, which was cool, man. I've never, I mean, like we talk about rivers in Colorado and then you go up there and it's like a, a river's the size of, you know, it's half gigantic. a mile. Exactly. Mile, you know? It's crazy. <laughs> exactly oh man so much water but man awesome well thanks for coming on today what's uh what's kind of your biggest piece of advice to someone um and you've had some awesome insight in the show but biggest piece of advice to someone trying to build a business in the outdoor space um i mean with your experience thus far and just your business experience throughout the years of in your personal life and career um what's your biggest piece of advice to someone looking to build something well, I mean, first you have to find something you're passionate about, something that you want to do, because if you're going to do it, you have to kind of dive all in. Um, have have your idea together and have it to where you can present it, because what's going to happen is you're going to have to put a team together. Unless you, you know, unless you have experience in, be it you know, marketing or or, or some of these things like that, or you know, or coding and, and all that. Unless you have experience in any of those realms, you're going to have to be able to put a team together and delegate and find out who needs to do what, what needs to be done. And I mean, besides that, I mean, just, just be prepared because it, I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a lot more work than you think with like any new business. It, 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 it's a, it takes a lot more time and effort. I know it sounds easy on paper. Oh, I'm just going to create this. I'm just going to do that. And it's going to be fine. It always takes a little bit more time and effort. And there's always going to be some, there's going to be some curveballs and some bumps in the road, but just keep, keep pushing. You'll get over them and you'll get to where you want to be. And whenever, you do get there whenever you do get over those initial hurdles. Um, and if it is something you're passionate about, you're going to love it and it's going to be well worth the time and effort. So just stick with it and it'll be well worth it. Awesome, man. Awesome. I really like that, man. How can folks follow along with my outdoors app? Uh, any advice on, on getting somewhere to download it or as well as follow any other places to follow along with the journey with, uh, with building the app and anything like that? Sure. So you can um, download the app on both app stores. It's on the um, Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Type in My Outdoors app. Type in My Outdoors. Pardon me. You don't even need to type the app. Type in My Outdoors and it'll pop up. You'll see My Outdoors Hunting and Fishing, the little logo right here. Mm-hmm. Download it for free. Create a profile, like I said, user or business, either or. Or you can create both technically if you have a business and just want a personal account. It's available for free. You can follow My Outdoors app at My Outdoors app on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, also on YouTube. We do have a YouTube page, and we're going to be posting this podcast on the YouTube page. Yep, we have that up and running. So we're available on those four uh, other current social uh, media platforms, and you can follow us on that. And we post content uh, every week, and we'll give you updates about everything that's going on with the app and and the outdoors world. And, of course, get on the app itself and get to see all of our great content. Awesome, man. 
Great. Well, folks, I will go ahead and link that stuff in the description of this podcast as well, as well as on our YouTube channel. I'll have those links to get to the apps as well as uh, the uh, the social media channels with my outdoors app. But man, uh, more than anything, Pete, I just I certainly appreciate you taking the time out coming on the show to talk about your journey with my outdoors app and everything that you guys have going. And uh, thanks for taking the time out. And I uh, really appreciate you coming on. Adam, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks again, man. Absolutely. All right. And with that, guys, we will get things wrapped up. Well, that was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you can and your app allows it, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us get seen more, which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you liked some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners, all of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Sears Sanger fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all. And we'll see y'all on the next one.